0: This is the Business of Apps Podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders
1: of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps Podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful, but brief. In this episode, we have Anton Tatarevich, Senior ASO Consultant at Feature. Anton, welcome to the Business of Apps Podcast. Thanks Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Terrific, thank you for coming. All right, so every once in a while in business, to be able to leap forward, you don't necessarily need a new service, but a fresh look at the ones you've been implementing so far and the idea how to combine it, how to make it work together. Hand in hand, and this episode Anton will show us an example of that for app store optimization and performance marketing. But before jumping into this topic, let's talk about you, Anton. Please tell us about your background. How did you get involved into app marketing for the first place?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, the company that actually gave me the start in the industry in kind of mobile app industry was SplitMetrics back in Minsk, Belarus. So I joined it as a sales manager and then was working as a marketing manager and eventually sort of transitioned into head of marketing position over the years. Um, And so through kind of working with partners in that position, producing a lot of ASO related content and just working with our products, which are for split metrics, the A-B testing platform for ASO specialists, and also the platform for managing Apple search ads, I kind of got a grasp of of the industry and then eventually ended up joining feature here in Berlin and that's pretty much the place where I sort of got in very deep into details of uh not just ASO but kind of mobile marketing as a whole and so that's where I'm at right now um that's kind of
1: story in short all right got you so you know uh other members of the Feature team was on the podcast previously, but just for the sake of folks who are hearing right now about, the, about Feature for the first time, let's give them a quick intro. So what do you guys do?
0: Yeah, sure. So we're a hundred person mobile growth agency based here in Berlin. Uh, we're pretty famous in the industry for our kind of content and proprietary frameworks around mobile growth you might've heard about uh, mobile growth stack or ASO stack. We also published mm-hmm. a book back in the day and are actually working on a new edition of that right now. Uh, the agency itself works on ASO uh, retention and performance marketing services, mainly. However, lately we're actually expanding into more kind of bespoke services around uh, subscription optimization, kind of tech stack audit and whatnot. So, that's the agency.
1: Got it. So I imagine uh, it's not like a hundred folks sitting in the same office, right? No, it's not.
0: Uh, we're uh, pretty much everybody is in Berlin, but we were actually forty people when around forty people when COVID started. Back then, we were all in the office. However, while we were remote, we grew to yeah to hundred right now. So right now, some people. Already can come back to the office, uh, but most of us are on, on remote work, can um, just tune in from home via Zoom. So, yeah, that, that's how it's been for us, and I imagine for a lot of companies as well who are like sort of transitioning from partially remote or working in the office to pretty much remote work all the time. Right now, we are kind of we we can be a hundred percent remote. So.
1: Gotcha. If I remember correctly, folks on Twitter and Facebook are still working remotely for the most part. So yeah, it's quite common practice. Yep. Uh, all right. I'm sure being involved in abstract optimization for a number of years, you may feel like everybody should know what is abstract optimization. Some of our listeners may hear about it, but not quite getting the idea. So let's give them a, a quick definition.
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, simply put, ASO is a set of activities an app publisher does to make sure that his app gets prominent on the App Store or Google Play, that so he gets more installs uh, from, from the App Store. Uh, main parts of the ASO traditionally are visibility optimization through keyword optimization, basically making sure that your app is easy to find, and then mm-hmm. conversion rate optimization, uh, which is when, when your app... When a user finds your app how to make sure they install it uh, or convert that's why it's conversion rate optimization so that's sort of the standard definition of it um uh, keyword optimization testing conversion rate optimization however i would also argue that it's a little more broad than that um, especially right now i think with the amount of data we see and can get an aso I, I think it's actually much more than just uh getting more installs on the app stores through like through keyword optimization mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of stuff we we work with can help with user research things like rebranding which we actually did for some of our clients uh, aligning with performance marketing and crm teams so essentially right. To me personally, it's more—it's it, looking more right now like a door into growth marketing where through ASO, you A, definitely optimize your app on app stores, but B, actually may identify uh, various areas for improvement and growth in other channels. So, but I'm pretty sure we'll cover that in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, for, for now, yeah, definitely. That's, that's pretty much the, the setup, I would say.
1: Right, so the, the service itself right now is kind of in, is, is uh, going through its mature phase. Uh, it, it's, it's time to make it part of a family of other services because it's not new anymore. It was new back in 2013, 2012. It's 2021, like it's been a number of years uh, has passed since then. So it's time to make it part of the you know toolbox of other services. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: On that point, I think a lot of companies still approach ASO as like a young industry. So, even though it's been around for quite a few years, it's not at a level of like performance marketing. A lot of companies still approach it as a sort of one, yeah, as a pre, pretty new thing to do. There are not a lot of, uh, let's say, senior level ASO managers on the market, which makes hiring new consultants and uh, people uh, pretty difficult. So, based of that, it still seems like the industry is pretty young new so but for us on feature we we're sort of on the edge of that we're kind of working with aso day to day we're trying to think about what's next mm-hmm. and that kind of expanding the scope of aso into trying to align and work with other channels i think is is what's next for us
1: gotcha uh so it's 2021 and many marketing services are semi-automated uh there's just no way around it to Be efficient, you need to save time and energy to focus on brainstorming problems that only a human mind can crack. So what ASO tools do we have today and how do they help us to collect data?
0: Uh, Right, so for ASO specifically, I'd split them into two kind of major groups. One would be just core tools you absolutely need, like essential tools. And then there is a set of supplementary tools, which are useful, but, we we don't work with them day to day, let's say. So in terms mm-hmm. of essential tools, two main ones are obviously App Store Connect and Google Play Store uh, consoles. That's pretty much our high level analytics. That's where what we check day to day to understand how the app is doing. Uh, the consoles provide a ton of metrics. Um, I'm pretty sure that every app publisher kind of looks into those. Uh, for for ASO, I guess main ones are impressions downloads conversion rates based of like the traffic source that's the main thing we look at um Mm -hmm. also should be said the functionality of those consoles is slightly different so for example for google play we can also get analytics on like keyword level which is extremely uh, useful for keyword optimization that's something we don't really have on the app store uh, in the app store connect also in google console google play console there is a Inbuilt A-B testing functionality, which is key for us when we are doing uh, conversion rate optimization um, for you know testing various concepts for different right. markets. So those are definitely main tools. Another one, which I would say is essential for an ASO specialist, is an AS like special ASO tool like AppTweak, Mobile Action, App Follow. There is a bunch of those. Those tools are used for keyword research, keywords tracking, tracking our category ranks, where the app was featured and when, kind of competitive analysis, looking into ratings and reviews. That's a little more specific, Mm -hmm. but I think that uh, in terms of data, uh, what, what we get from those tools is absolutely essential, especially for the visibility optimization, because we get keyword volumes, how we rank for certain keywords, we can get historical data from them, a whole, bunch of, a whole bunch of data from those tools. And I think that if you get that bundle of like the consoles and a special ASO tool, whatever you're using, you're pretty much good to go for like ASO optimization. Um, now... In terms of additional tools, which I mentioned, like a, let's say a second category, um, there are some specialized tools we work with, like for example, special tools for ratings and reviews like AppBot. Uh, those tools allow us to go really in depth on ratings and reviews, check overall user sentiment, check what people are saying, um, kind of month over month changes, word clouds, all of that uh, might be pretty pretty useful. If if you know how to work with that data, um, right. then you have third-party A/B testing tools like Split Metrics, StoreMaven. There is a bunch of those. Uh, they've been used mostly as a workaround for an app store because you could not really A/B test for an app store. However, right now,
1: yeah, Apple until announced
0: they, uh, yeah, their uh, inbuilt features. It's not live yet, but I imagine that when it will be live, the prominence of those tools will decrease, however they might be used for some other cases which are not always ASO related. And then just general market research tools for the apps specifically like Sensor Tower, for example, where you can also look into the ads run by your competitors, share of downloads, market shares of certain apps. It's just the the opportunities are endless. Like the the amount of data you can get from all of that is pretty pretty incredible. Um, So I think the focus is very important, but that's pretty much the, the toolkit I think we work with.
1: I think, you know, my feeling is that uh, for um, A-B, A-B testing tools from Apple, it's going to be uh, like a kind of a similar gap like we have between Google Maps and Apple Maps. Apple Maps are great, but there's uh, even if you, even for a huge company as Apple, it's not possible to have a you know, leap forward and just leap through the decades of work and some expertise really hard to keep up. So I think there's going to be a value for third-party AB testing tools for at least for foreseeable future, even having Apple AB testing tools in hand.
0: sure, it might oh. be the case. And there is still a lot of unknowns for, for the app store. So we yeah, uh, we they... don't really know how exactly this will work. So we'll see, we'll see, but it's very exciting.
1: That's perfect sure, because folks have been asking for this feature for years. Uh, Since the uh, topic of our today's conversation is how ASO can play a role and be helpful for other marketing techniques. Let's put together ASO and performance marketing and tell people how these two can work together. I think one or two examples will be helpful
0: sure so um i think here the first thing is it's it's really key to align performance marketing and aso for apps especially where the share of downloads coming from uh paid sources is substantial for some of our clients it might be over 60 percent over 70 percent. and in those cases kind of traditionally you look at search conversion rates in aso and you look at search visibility but for apps like that where the majority of installs come from like google ads or or facebook mm-hmm. ads or whatever the source is it's actually the bigger uh, third-party conversion rate would be the bigger kind of lever to pull to increase total conversion so for example in google play you can go and actually benchmark yourself versus your peer group in terms of third-party conversion rate and if it's below the, the the baseline, um if it's below what's in general happening for the peer group, um I think first thing to do would be to investigate the kind of consistency and alignment between performance marketing creatives and your app store creatives or Google Play Store creatives, because uh sometimes uh yeah, the app is just sort of not recognizable. The user should should not get that. Um, how do I formulate that disruptive feeling of when he clicks on an ad, he should recognize the app he actually arrives to and want to download that. So trying to figure out the consistent user journey from the um, ad click to the actual product page uh, experience would be very important. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that the creative should be the same in the ad and on the store page, but, um, we need to make sure that the app is recognizable. That the overall sort of design look and feel is same. Tone voice is same. If we're talking mostly about a certain feature in in the ad creative and it's really popular, obviously on your app store listing it should be pretty prominent as well. Uh, but then again, I would say we need to remember about balance because even when you do build out that alignment with performance marketing there will still be a substantial share of users coming from search. So the the, pro, the product page should showcase your app very well for users coming from uh, performance marketing channels, just as well as for users coming from organic channels. And then this balance, it's up to an app developer to decide like where he should lean more into based of the, I, I guess, traffic breakdown, like where the users are actually coming from. So, To me, that kind of consistency is probably the the biggest thing right now. Also, uh, we're testing a lot in ASO and we're testing a lot on Google Play. We will be testing even more with the arrival of App Store, AB testing. And the learnings we sometimes are able to get from from those tests are pretty, pretty interesting. And I think that sharing that information with performance marketing teams might make their life a little easier in terms of trying to optimize, just trying to come up with new creative tactics, uh, trying to identify which, towards which, I guess, design or tone of voice or type of messaging users lean into in a, in a particular market. So, if the first thing was kind of alignment for purposes of actually increasing your, uh, improving your performance metrics, conversion Mm -hmm. rates, that one is more on the process side of things, like actually compiling that list of, uh, learnings, sharing them in between teams, making sure that you always have something new to test. We did that for one of the clients so far. It's been pretty successful, I would say. So, yeah i think that's pretty important and then the third one which also relates to uh, performance marketing would be apple search ads but i imagine that we'll, we'll discuss that a little later for yeah. now i would just I would just probably stop here
1: <laughs> all right yeah uh, i think uh, like useful thing to do for many companies will be uh, pick up any specific brand they know and just track the way that has been consistent in the way that the brand is is presented in the app store and other ads people can see on their other uh, media places so you can get a sense like to get exactly what you're saying it shouldn't be identical but you always know for sure that this is the same app this is the same company it's always just, just look like the same company it is the same product um totally. okay so, yeah. yeah so um Having laid out how SMM work in conjunction with performance marketing, let's give people kind of a broad set of um, expectations. Obviously, it's it's really hard to say how specifically, what specific results they may expect, but what is possible, let's put it this way.
0: Yeah, sure. So maybe to take a step back and, and talk about setting expectations, I think one of the things which needs to be mentioned is that realistically, for a lot of app publishers the performance marketing team is sort of where, where the budget is managed is the it, that team sort of sets the music very often so uh, I think realistically that kind of buy-in should be uh, on the side of performance marketing and realistically it should be easier to align ASL with performance marketing and not vice versa. So that would be mm-hmm. the first thing just look at you know what what's being, successful with performance marketing, try to get their learnings, adapt them in and just see what happens. Ideally, the results which we should see are obviously increasing conversion rate from third party or app and web refer traffic. Um, Ideally, it it will increase conversion conversion rate on, on your app store listing and then might result in actually improving kind of upstream performance marketing metrics. Uh, that would be the, the biggest change, um, as I said, the, those uh, paid UA metrics uh, may improve as a result of the kind of conversion rate optimization down the funnel, but also uh, as, as those successful hypotheses from ASO might get implemented into, into paid ads, and if they really work out well, you may arrive at higher TTR, for example. Um, and then also just less time on brainstorming and, and roadmaps planning. I know that for, for a lot of our clients, like ideation is a big problem. They're just literally struggling uh, at a certain point with coming up with what else to test, how mm-hmm. else to approach, you know, their uh, creative optimization. And this approach aligning a, so with performance marketing could actually happen because this happens in on, on the both sides. And if... And I know that in in some companies, for example, ASO tests a lot and in some companies, performance marketing teams do a lot of work to constantly test and see what does and what does not work. So just sharing those learnings in between teams in some type of systematic fashion should definitely just improve the uh, longer term planning conversion rate optimization, creative optimization, I would say.
1: Yeah, just remember, guys, you're working under the same roof. You're not rivals, you're partners. You should be able to share experience and uh, push the envelope together. Uh, so, generally speaking, when we talk about driving traffic to the app or the app store, it's either about native ads or so the uh, native traffic, to the app store optimization, or paid ads. And of course, when we say paid ads, we basically mean Apple search ads as the like the major driver. This is the only platform that allows to drive installs as you pay specifically on the App Store. So can you touch briefly on how App Store optimization and Apple search ads can work together?
0: Sure. So there's actually quite a lot that can be done. Uh, and again, I would split that into kind of the, more or less kind of traditional ways of working and then some of the new approaches, which we start to notice. So first, um, from the analytical standpoint uh, for ASO managers working inside the App Store Connect, uh, what we see is kind of search. When when you look at impressions and and downloads, Mm -hmm. one of your traffic sources is search. And actually Apple Search Ads is attributed to search. So first thing, the, the alignment between the team who runs Apple Search Ads and does ASO could actually help you split uh, the kind of Apple Search Ads downloads versus uh, organic search downloads. Without that alignment, it might be pretty tricky to understand what is the share of organics actually, because uh, the the App Store Connect by itself does not show that. Um, So that'll be the first thing. And then also uh, two things which, which we usually see work in uh, Apple search ads and so work hand in hand. First would be conversion rate optimization through uh, creative sets testing in Apple search ads. That's being mm-hmm. sort of a workaround in absence of native A-B testing. And second is leveraging Apple search ads uh, kind of keywords data for um, keyword optimization. So sharing top performing keywords, for example, and trying to include them into metadata uh, to to improve your organic visibility as well. Now, in terms of kind of new developments, uh, there's been a, so mobile action actually identified a way to influence uh, organic your rankings through Apple search ads. Uh, the way they do that, and if you're interested, you can just go to mobile action blog um, and, mm-hmm. and there is an article about kind of improving ASO with Apple search ads, but the way they do that is that they identified a number of uh, factors which influence your organic ranking for a keyword, things like total installs per keyword, installs velocity per keyword, uh, TTR per keyword, stuff like that. And those metrics are actually might be directly impacted by um, Apple search ads, mm-hmm. so... Uh, it seems that selecting a few what we call starred keywords, very important keywords, and actually running as for them in a, in a specific ad group uh, might impact those metrics and as a second order effect, actually impact your organic visibility for those keywords. It's not an, an industry best practice yet, but it's like a new development, relatively new development, which may be tested. Uh, if Yeah, basically, if there is a particular organic Keyword for which you want to be visible, but you really struggle to rank high. Uh, again, if if you're interested about that, be free to go to a Mobile Actions blog. I think the blog post is called like How to Improve ASO with Apple Search Ads, something like that. But it's very yeah, interesting.
1: that's that's, the, that's for sure. It's one of the recent update uh, blog posts, I, I, I suppose. And just for the sake of the audience, when we say app downloads velocity, we don't mean that the app is actually running somewhere. It's just the number of downloads that the app is getting for a short period of time for a specific keyword, right? Keyword, like within a day, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so um, it's always a delight to watch WWDC uh, millions of developers are waiting for this uh, <laughs> day uh, in, the, in in every June and this year, Apple introduced a few important updates that will benefit app marketers directly. Let's talk about them.
0: Sure, so uh, they, they've introduced a few sort of groundbreaking updates to uh, app store functionality for, for publishers, which will make it much more interesting now to, to kind of market apps on the app store. My might may be much easier to do that. So, um, three main features or actually four main features which were announced first is uh, what they call uh, product page optimization or essentially a b testing similar to what we have in google play Um, this has been kind of awaited by everybody in the aso industry for a long long time and we're pretty excited about that users and app publishers actually will be able to test their icons screenshots uh videos as well uh basically A-B testing them and figuring out what their users like most for conversion rate optimization. There are quite a few unknowns about that feature yet. So for example, the alignment of like those A-B tests with Apple search ads, or will the A-B tested versions be visible in, in search? Uh, we, we don't know that, and it will be actually pretty important to figure out, but I would say that's the key feature we're all waiting for. Um, the second one they announced is custom product pages. Um, it's somewhat similar to the custom store listings in Google Play. And that feature essentially allows you to create a, a separate uh, product page for your app, which targets s- some, some specific element of it. So let's say uh, this is an e-commerce app and, and your users clicked on an ad with like male shoes you may actually create a separate custom product page where on screenshot numbers one or two, you'll have male shoes. And apparently that might also increase your conversion rate. Uh, Those pages will be available through a custom URL. And Apple said that it should roll out around uh, early 2022. When this rolls out, I think the uh, Apple search ads, what is it called, Uh, creative sets? Uh, those will be kind of deprecated, so we'll not have them. Instead, we'll have custom product pages. Uh, and then they also announced uh, in-app events. That's the ability for app publishers. Let's say you're Netflix and you release a new show. That's the ability to actually separately promote that. There is a list of things you may promote. It might be a major update to an app. It might be some type of new content. Or if it's Fortnite, it might be some new season of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Uh should be pretty flexible and interesting for those types of apps. There is no date yet for when this will be available. And then the last thing they announced is just a few new metrics in the console, which is probably less exciting, but on the technical side is also pretty interesting for us as ASO managers. So yeah, those four things, uh, especially AB testing and custom product pages, which should also speaking about alignment with performance marketing should, should help us quite a lot to, to build those kind of, seamless um user journeys for users uh increased conversion rate and increased performance marketing well performance marketing performance uh Mm -hmm. really looking forward to to the release of those
1: so all those features will be available for uh developers and marketers once uh i was 15 will come out of beta in september right no we don't
0: really know that so for custom product pages they Pretty explicitly said that it'll be live in 2022, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then for A/B testing, yeah, we expect it to be live around early September. But looking at how they released, uh, for example, those little tags on product pages, which tell you how kind of what type of data is being tracked, it was announced mm-hmm. a while ago, and then the rollout was actually pretty slow. So we hope that it'll be early September, maybe mid September, but the specific date was not announced yet. So we don't really know.
1: Got it. We'll see. Okay, so we've covered the major topic on the table. And this is the point in in this show where I'm asking my every guest uh, just a few quick questions to kind of paint a better picture of who they are for the sake of the audience so they can know them better. And here we go. Question number one. What smartphone do you have now? Have you been switching back and forth between these two giants, iOS and Android, or just staying in line all the time?
0: Right, yeah, so I, right now I have iPhone 12, but actually before that I had an Android phone, like a Xiaomi phone, and uh, yeah, I've been switching back and forth. So not really a big fan of any of the platforms, but uh, for now, yeah, that's iPhone, enjoy
1: that. Gotcha, so it depends on the model, right? No, no, no dedication. Yeah. All right, uh, let's jump back in time. What was your first mobile phone?
0: My first mobile phone was a used Sony Ericsson K500 when I was back in school. I really enjoyed that. It, it it accommodated one full music track and a few ringtones, which was like amazing,
1: really, yeah,
0: like that. And then before that I had my mom's Nokia phone,
1: but that's- And the battery could last for, for a time. week.
0: I don't remember, but probably yeah.
1: Yuck. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah. Not, not not specifically for a week, but obviously more than twenty four hours as these days. That's is. true. Uh, imagine you left your smartphone at home. Uh, what would be the most te- missing feature for you?
0: I think it'll be kind of messaging, so like Telegram, probably, which I use as my messenger, and then. Mm-hmm let's say Spotify for podcasts for music. Um, yeah, those will be the two.
1: All right, when you're looking at your iPhone 12 right now and you go like, wouldn't it be great if that thing can do this or that? Uh, it could be a software or hardware or both. Uh, what stuff you're waiting for?
0: Yeah, that's a good question.
1: Um, I mean, professionally,
0: I'm definitely excited about kind of App Store A-B testing and all those features. That's what I'm really, really looking at. uh, That probably should make the App Store experience much more pleasant because it will be optimized for users, but we'll see. Um, And especially because I sort of enjoy the conversion rate optimization, creative side of things, all of that, and kind of the intersection with A-B testing and just user research is fascinating. In terms of kind of my personal, let's say digital life, um, I'm personally quite interested in media as in like news media, blogs, newsletters, stuff like that. And it's not like I'm excited. I'm actually pretty disappointed by the fact that so far there is no specific kind of news media for kind of a younger generation because I imagine people who are now like 15, 16, um, like can't imagine them like reading Financial Times, but just as well, I don't think that they'll be consuming news like TikTok. So there should be something in between. And so far, it seems like there is no solution for that. So I'm looking forward to somebody coming up with something smart and fresh and new uh, for yeah for news and for media as a whole.
1: Yeah, there's got to be somebody who can get three parts tech, know what kids will be listening to, like the format and the medium itself, and have venture money to put it together. Uh, Okay. It's pretty tough. Uh, before I let you go, how can people get in touch with you and know more information about what you do?
0: Yeah. You can find me on LinkedIn at Anton Tatarinovich or via email at n. feature.com.
1: Terrific. Probably an email will
0: be easier because the, the surname is just very hard to pronounce. So yeah, just email Anton at feature.com would be probably the easiest one.
1: Awesome, cool! Thank you for coming on our podcast, and thank you for your time, Anton. Thanks. Thank you so bye much. Bye bye. And that was Anton Tatarinovich, senior so consultant and teacher. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps, and you will find us easily. We release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe, and you'll be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.